AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by NCIS, the crop insurance industry. With increasing commodity prices, higher price volatility, and rising input costs, America's farmers and ranchers are relying on crop insurance more now than ever before to provide individualized protection and to secure operating loans. Protecting 295 million acres of farmland and more than 120 commodities across the U.S., crop insurance is the primary safety net for many farmers, enabling them to supply our country with food and fiber year after year. Crop insurance, providing peace of mind now and for the next generation of agriculture. Jim Mulhern, welcome to AgriPulse Open Mic. Thank you very much, Ken. Glad to be here. We are doing this on Friday late afternoon. You have just come from Capitol Hill. And more than ask you a specific question, I would ask you, where are you on the provisions of dairy policy as they move and relate to the farm bill? Well, at this point, Ken, there, there is no uh, agreement that's been formalized. Um, I, I will say that, uh, as uh, most uh, uh, listeners know, the dairy policy debate has been a long, uh, protracted one. Um, and has come right down to the wire. Um, we got indications earlier this week that uh, the, the uh, Dairy Market Stabilization Program, which has been a key part of our Dairy Security Act, that that could not be in the final conference agreement uh, because of Speaker Boehner's opposition and his threat that he would not bring the Farm Bill to the House floor if it contained those provisions. So uh, once that happened, we've, we have been, been engaged in discussions with um, uh, congressional agriculture leaders to uh, uh, try to uh, devise a, a dairy policy here that will address the, the kinds of needs that we identified uh, as important safety net features uh, for uh, dairy producers over the next five years, but having to do that um, without the, the market stabilization program, which we felt was critical to uh, the overall safety net we had put together. Where does your organization fall on representing a segment of the dairy industry? You are the dairy cooperatives, if I understand it, and then you have the dairy processors on the other side. Why are the two in conflict? Well, it actually comes down to pretty simple um, economics. Uh, processors um, want to buy milk as cheaply as possible. We represent farmers. We want to sell milk at a profit. I mean, it's really, in some respects, that simple. We are sellers, they're buyers. No surprise there. It's, it's an inherent tension in our economic system. Uh, both players need the other. And uh, so in these situations, um, it's, it's not a surprise that you have processors wanting to get their milk as cheaply as possible. Uh, the, the issue for farmers are we have to get a price that we can make a living on. And we have had numerous instances in the last several years where milk prices have been um, so low it's forced um, thousands of farmers out of business and it has drained, uh, been a huge drain on the equity of, of many, many of our farms. So the, the real dispute was in, in this debate was and is whether to have a, a margin insurance program with, the, with proper economic incentives for, for farmers to sign up in that program or to have a, a watered-down program that, uh, that mutes the, the pricing signals that we're trying to make sure get through to the farm. Um, the processor's approach, in our view, would delay those signals, uh, prolong 
depressed milk price periods. And, and the other concern is the approach advocated by the processors would, would cost taxpayers a lot more money. The reality and the fact is, Ken, that those closest to, to these issues, the members of the Ag Committee of both the House and Senate, agreed with our policy, adopted the Dairy Security Act um, not once, but twice in both 2012 and 2013. Um, but the, uh, our opposition, the processors, lost that policy argument. They've been more successful, frankly, on the political front because uh, Speaker Boehner um, got into this uh, debate in an unprecedented way here at the, at the final um, point now in instructing the conferees on the House side that if the market stabilization program that we had was in that bill, he would not bring the bill to the floor. So that's put us in the, in the state we're in right now. Thursday, there were comments on the Senate floor from a senator from Connecticut who laid out a multiple-step program of what was going to happen and that there would be a new program formed in the USDA and the MILC program would come back into effect until that happened. Is that accurate? Well, Ken, there's been a lot of rumor and speculation all week long, frankly, all um, um, all month long um, on the on this dairy debate. And as a person who's been closely engaged in it, um, I've been surprised by a lot of things I've read and heard. Um, I would have to say that uh, no, that's not the case. Um, the, the the clearest thing I can tell you is that there is no program agreed to at this point at all. We are involved in in discussions um, with the ag committee uh, in both the House and Senate. Uh, hope to have a policy proposal formulated over the course of this next week, uh, but it's not done yet. And any any comments or speculation about what might be in there are just that speculation. Um, there, there, there's been nothing uh, agreed to by either side, and certainly certainly nothing that we, as representatives of the nation's dairy farmers, um, have signed off on. So to conclude, this is the only progress that. Uh, you have decided that you're not going to uh, call the bluff of the Speaker of the House. You're going to be able to um, give in a bit to his request so that the dairy policy doesn't block the entire farm bill? Well, let me just say, honestly, I wanted to call the bluff of the Speaker because I think it was exactly that, a bluff. I don't think it was, it was politically possible for the Speaker to keep the Farm Bill bottled up. It, had the Dairy Security Act uh, been included in the conference report, uh, I do want to point out that the four principals who have been negotiating this package did include the Dairy Security Act in the, the base text that they planned on presenting to the conferees. We felt comfortable that, uh, based on our discussions with members of the conference, that had a vote taken place, to, uh, to strike the market stabilization program, uh, we think we would have won that vote based on the folks we had talked to. And I think that's one of the reasons the Speaker did put the marker in. I think he knew that he had the same vote count we had. And uh, so this was the only way to block it was to say uh, the bill can't come to the floor. At this point, that's water over the dam. We have uh, moved on to uh, try to work with the committees to develop uh, an alternative mechanism that, uh, frankly, we're looking at relying upon uh, adjustments in the, the, the dairy program uh, margin insurance, the payout structure, um, and perhaps the, uh, some of the premium rates, among some other options. But basically, we're trying to get an effective risk management tool for dairy farmers and make sure or see if we can get some, some incentives into that program uh, designed to, to control costs. What we don't need and don't want 
is a runaway cost dairy program. Our concern on the, the margin-only program, which was the one advocated by, by the processors and, and some, some large dairy farmers not part of the national milk membership, um, we've, we, we were very concerned that that, was, that could bust the budget and result in killing the program long-term. So right now we are working with staff to develop a program we think will, will work, trying to develop that effective safety net. And the devil's in the details. Uh, and frankly, right now we're, we're still engaged in those discussions, and hopefully uh, by the, the end of the week or by the middle of the week, hopefully, we'll have something that um, uh, will be able to be put into a, a final uh, conference agreement. If we ever move past the Farm Bill, do you have other areas that you want to uh, have a voice in in the year ahead? And may I offer a couple of these and see a reaction? One of them would be changing uh, milk marketing orders and reforming that program in the year ahead. Yeah, let me, let me take that question on Ken say a couple of things. Yes, um, to your specific question, um, milk marketing order reform is certainly an issue that we will, we will be engaged in. But frankly, we're going to let the dust settle here on the on the uh, what is now the 2014 Farm Bill process. We need to get a new program in place there, and that's going to create a new normal, if you will, in in dairy policy and dairy pricing. Once that that settles into the firmament of the of the industry, it'll be clearer what kinds of of reforms uh, and what impact certain reforms might have. On the industry, but I will say that that federal order reform issues are one that are on our agenda. They were, frankly, part of our discussions when we put together the the original farm bill package uh, in our discussions with dairy farmers across the country over the last several years. But uh, we decided not to include that in the package that went forward to Capitol Hill because of of concern within the industry on on the, some of the approach there. So federal order reform will be something that we'll address. Let me add a couple other things, though. Um, one of the key issues for us, a critically important issue, and frankly almost as important as the Farm Bill and for some of our members even more important, is immigration reform. And uh, despite the fact that we are now in an election year, we'll be pu- and people say it can't be done, issues like that can't be done in an election year, we'll be pushing very, very strongly to try to get immigration reform through the Congress onto the President's desk in 2014 because we need to address that issue both for our current workforce, which is central, key, to a thriving dairy industry in this country, as well as having a pathway and a program for a future workforce. So immigration reform is a top issue for us. We'll be pushing hard in 2014. And then beyond that, um, I would say the other major issue on our horizon, among many others, would be trade policy. In trade policy, um, what about the Europeans? Uh, It looks like the TTIP negotiations are moving ahead, but the Europeans want to uh, protect a number of names of products that only they can sell under a certain cheese name or something of that nature. How do you react to that? Yeah, that's a, it's a very good uh, issue or good question, Ken. The, I mean, you're absolutely right. The um, EU, the European Union, has been very aggressive in trying to uh, claw back the names of, uh, of a lot of cheeses that have a old-world European origin that have been produced around the world for, for many, many years, uh, for decades, uh, in some cases probably over 100 years. And they're attempting, through the trade agreements, to pull those names back, cheeses like um, Asiago and Gorgonzola and even Gouda um, and, and many, many others. 
they are trying to protect that name and say you can't use that that uh, product name on anything but a a cheese that originates in the European Union. Um, that's the issue is is called uh, geographic indicators, and it is a it is a huge issue for us, a key issue for the American U.S. Uh, dairy industry, cheese industry in particular, uh, but also uh, the cheese industry around the world. You know, this is an area we have common ground with the New Zealanders on the Australians. Uh, cheesemakers in South America, so and Canada, uh, so it is it is a challenging issue. Um, frankly, it's one of the many challenging issues for U.S. agriculture in terms of a negotiation with the European Union because of the the very protect, not only protectionist but also uh, what I would call non-science um, uh, based uh, and non-tariff trade barriers that the Europeans. Uh, uh, tend to erect when it comes to agricultural trade. So these are going to be difficult negotiations. I think they'll take a long time. Um, we'll be, we are engaged with uh, U.S. trade negotiators. They know our concerns on these issues, and we'll be fighting very, very hard over the next, you know, I think it's going to go for a couple of years. I don't see these wrapping up quickly, but they, they will be uh, uh, tough issues to deal with. Jim Mulhern, thank you very much for filling us in on what is taking place at this time on dairy policy as it relates to the Farm Bill. And, by the way, congratulations on becoming the new president and CEO of the National Milk Producers Federation as of January 1. Well, thanks very much, Ken. I appreciate this opportunity to talk with you and uh, do this interview. I'm also very pleased to have this opportunity. I've been working in, uh, in dairy policy for the better part of 30 years, and for me this is a, uh, a culmination of... Uh, of a long career uh, in activity on many issues important to our industry, and I couldn't be happier and more pleased to have the opportunity to serve the nation's dairy farmers as the, as the president and CEO of uh, National Milk Producers. AgriPulse Open Mic has been brought to you by the crop insurance industry, providing peace of mind now and for the next generation of agriculture. I'm Ken Root.